Welcome to Live, Lead, and In Between, a podcast for leaders who want to be better at leading in life and everywhere in between. Uh, This is a summer special delivery, so let's get after it. My name is Travis Jones, and this is a summer special delivery. We are in the middle of our summer break, and uh, I like to try to do these during the summer break, just kind of like a like a special thing. Uh, whenever I do a message or uh, when I have the opportunity to preach somewhere, I like to add that to the podcast library. So uh, I want to go ahead and apologize for a little bit for the audio. It's not the greatest in the world because we actually did an outside service. So as you can tell, you'll hear some kids in the background because they were on the playground and things like that. But uh, uh, just just be aware that the audio is not the best in, in the world. But uh, uh, with that said, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the July 2nd service. Like I said, it takes a good deal of effort to, to make this thing happen. Um, and uh, we're, we're fixing to do something that got John Wesley in trouble. We're fixing to preach outside. <laughs> right? Got him in trouble, so I, we're in good company with that. So let's pray, shall we? Father, I thank you this morning that you and you alone are here. And I ask that you would be magnified. Father, that I would decrease and you would increase through the preaching of your word. And I thank you for what your word has and will accomplish in our lives today and in the days to come. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. And everybody said? Amen. Amen. I, I won't forget that you guys are over here. I'll have to look occasionally. Be like, they sat in the other shade. <laughs> so... All right, so, um, you know, July 4th is just a couple days away, and our minds naturally, naturally turn towards the birth of our nation and the cause of freedom. And wouldn't you know it, freedom is one of my absolute favorite topics to talk about. Um, Absolute favorite things to talk about, teach on, preach on. And the reason is, is that I believe that we are hardwired for freedom. Our nation was founded on the principles of liberty and justice for all, but those concepts did not originate with us. They've been around since the beginning, though they've not been adhered to very well because of the lust for power that is present among men. But that's not what I want to take us through this morning. I want us to consider what our freedom is to be used for. What is it purposed for? and the obligations that go with our freedom. The Bible defines freedom as where the Spirit of the Lord is. And as a matter of fact, um, Scripture says, and this is one of my favorite verses in Galatians 5.1, it says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery to law. That verse tells us that as free people, we have an obligation to stay free. We are to stay free and we are to be people of grace and not slip back into the judgment of law because Jesus fulfilled the law. So the Lord wants us to live as free as possible because there's purpose attached to our freedom. One recent stark story that I heard while I was watching YouTube. Now, I love, anybody love YouTube? and hate YouTube at the same time. Come on, both hands are applicable at this. I was watching YouTube and um, it was this, there was this pastor and he was struggling with some generational issues and he got delivered from those issues 
Um, and again, I like YouTube. Let me let me just tell you, I started off watching outdoor Jeep camping videos and went from country kitchen walkthroughs to um, current worship trends and landed on deliverance ministry. That's how it flowed in, in YouTube. So I love it and I hate it. But at any rate, he said something that the Lord spoke to him that caught my attention. Um, he was free from this generational thing that he'd been struggling with. And the Lord had spoke to him and said, I have freed you from this thing. Now do not go back and look for it. And I believe God spoke that to him. And it spoke to me because that's what we do as, as children of God. We, we get free and then we quote our ancestors, our spiritual ancestors, and say we were better off in Egypt. There's a whole sermon right there. But, but we have the obligation to remain free because we have been freed for something and to something. So that begs the question, what have we been freed for? There is a statement that's made in our communion liturgy as Methodists, and it always catches my attention. And every 8.30 service, if you haven't come to one of our word and table services and it's a little too early for you, I would encourage you to check it out. Even if you go to like the traditional or you go to the modern, come check out the word and table. It's slightly abbreviated and there's communion every single week and the full uh, liturgical aspects of communion. And there's a statement that's made uh, in there. And it, like I said, it, it catches my attention and it simultaneously makes me uncomfortable and inquisitive at the same time. And it's this statement. If you've been in and have heard the full liturgy, there's a statement that says, free us for joyful obedience through Christ, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Do you guys remember that statement in, in communion? Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Now that statement makes me uncomfortable because I always want to know why I'm being asked to do something. So when I've got to obey, I want to know why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing. And it makes me a little inquisitive, but did I mention I, I want to know why? <laughs> and so as I was thinking about what we're free for in that statement that popped in my head, it reminded me of um, something that my daughter likes to do. Now, I've got three kids, and God has provided me with plenty of material through those three children. And I've just decided each time I get to speak, I'm going to pick on one of them, right? Um, and so uh, yeah, I'm going to pick on my daughter right now a little bit. Love her to death. She's three, okay? And she's here probably somewhere on the playground doing something. Um, but she um, has, she's at this age, and usually I think it comes a little later on, but she's at this age where she doesn't, takes dad, doesn't take dad's word as gospel anymore at three. Now, I would expect that to come later, but it's three. And, and she'll say that. I'll say, can you go do this? And she'll, her response is, why? Anybody, anybody as a parent remember that? Why? And she'll say, why? And, I'll, I'll, and sometimes I'll tell her why. Um, and sometimes I won't. And because I, I feel like when I'm telling her why, you know, that statement, we don't negotiate with terrorists. Like I'm, I'm having to work, work with her a little bit because, you know, she just broke. Why? Um, and the times that I tell her why, I've realized that it doesn't matter. The times that I don't tell her why are very similar to the times that I do tell her why. What I've discovered is that the why really isn't important to her. It's the communication with her father that she likes. It's me talking to her and communicating with her and communing with her that she really likes. And it took me becoming a father and being asked why to understand that it's the same for me and my heavenly father. You know, I, when he asked us to do something, he says, freed for joyful obedience. And I go, why, Lord? I've come to realize that my question isn't really a question. It's I want to talk to him. I want to commune with him. And the thing about 
joyful obedience is that it comes in the relationship, not the thing you're being asked to do. I mean, sometimes it'll come in the thing you're being asked to do, but it's found in the relationships. Scripture says that he freed us for freedom's sake and that I am free for joyful obedience. It's a relational thing. Jesus says things like, if you love me, obey my command. Obey my commandments. And in the same breath, after saying, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, he promises a helper to help you do that. So we are freed for joyful obedience. And our freedom enables us to truly obey, which is by choice. And only then can we step into the other area of freedom. And that's what we're free to. We're free for joyful obedience, which comes through our relationship with him. But we're free to something. And this is the less popular one. If you think being asked to do something is, is, is not fun, this one's the less popular one. But when you understand it, it becomes the, the thing. Scripture says that obedience is better than sacrifice. So we're freed for joyful obedience and we're freed to sacrifice, but you can't have the sacrifice portion without the obedience. The idea of sacrifice is a part of the DNA of scripture and the church, but it's not a concept that we like unless someone else is doing the reality of the sacrifice. Can I get an amen on that one? Amen. Okay, got, got some honest people. When we... when when someone else is doing the reality of the sacrifice, we then celebrate that person or group as being selfish, all the while secretly thinking, I'm glad it's not me that's having to do that. But God bless them. Scripture says in Hebrews 12, 2, it says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Meaning, he had endured becoming the sacrificial lamb because he didn't want eternity without us as part of the family. He desired the relationship, but it required the sacrifice. And even in that, we are still freed to choose. Think about that for a second. Even after the sacrifice that restores, we can still freely choose to reject that sacrifice. Again, it reminds me a little bit of my daughter. When my daughter is forced to clean her room, it takes three to four times as long as it should. And it takes me still having to go behind her to pick up the mess. Are there any amens? <laughs> and then you find that amazing Lego that you didn't know was there and you're barefoot. And then you, you know, cry out to God, not in a voice of triumph, but... But it, it takes me going behind her when she's forced to. And she always asks the why and stuff. And I don't want to do it. I want to do these other things. And, and then sometimes she stomps her foot and complains a little bit. But then, then there are the times she makes the choice to clean the room, her room, on her own without being asked. Anybody ever experienced that from a child? When they just do it on their own. They clean the room on their own, all by themselves. And it gets, anytime a kid gets quiet, usually it means trouble. 
Um, and in my house, that's specifically the case, right? Quietness is usually like the, the quiet silence is broken by a scream or a cry, and usually one has hit the other. Uh, but she'll get quiet sometimes, and I'll, I'll like, where, where's Yana at? And I'll go around the corner, and I find that Yana is in her room, and I peek, and she's putting things up, and right where they go, and she's taking her time to do it. And it's those times where she chooses to do it on her own that I am amazed and delighted that a three-year-old can make something look that good. Like, better than me. I'm like, wow, she chose to do it on her own, and it looks so good. It's those times I get to see what is in her and what she's capable of because she's free to choose. And much like that, when we choose to sacrifice our wants and needs and desires, it's then what is truly inside of us that's expressed. The reason we celebrate those who make sacrifices is because we can truly see them in that moment. When they do, God uses the sacrifice to mature us. And I'm not going to be long today. I was going to make the joke at the beginning and say we were going to be 48 minutes, but I figured that wouldn't fly over well, so I'm putting it right there. But I'm not going to be long today, and I want to close kind of with this idea and thought. We are free for joyful obedience and free to sacrifice. Those two things go hand in hand. But what does that look like? What does that really look like when you're freed for joyful obedience and freed to sacrifice? If only scripture had something to say about it. And we're in luck because it does. I'm gonna read you Romans 12, one through two. You're, if, if you've read any other version than what I'm about to read, it, you're gonna be familiar with this passage, but I like the message version, the paraphrase version, because it's very, it's very colorful and how it explains it. And this is what it says. We're free to joyful obedience and free to sacrifice. And this is what Romans 12, 2, 12 1 through 2 says. This is your, your picture of what that looks like. It says, so here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Now remember, he sent the helper to help us. It says, God helping you take your everyday ordinary life. You're sleeping or lack thereof, I would say. You're eating you're, which we're going to do in a little bit, by the way. You're going to work. You're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing that you can do for him. And it says, don't be calm, so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out, readily recognizing what he wants you to do and quickly responding to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you and develops well-formed maturity in you. Free for joyful obedience and free to sacrifice. That's what it looks like. It's your everyday life. It's your walking around. It's your running through the parking lot. There's a reason that God says we should be like children. There's joy right there. Those things can't be separated from one another in your ordinary life. So as we close, I want you to consider a question this 4th of July weekend. We live in a miracle of a nation. But that being said, I want you to ask yourself the question, 
Am I as free as God wants me to be? Am I as free as God wants me to be? That's where we land today. And as believers, we're to use our freedom differently. Because true freedom brings out joyful obedience to the one who set us free. Amen? True freedom looks like sacrifice. And as the church, we should remember that. We should look different, act different, and be different than the culture that surrounds us. Not because we're better, but because when we met Jesus, we were set apart. And if we're not, if we're not walking in the freedom that God intended for us, if we're not as free as God wants us to be, then how will anybody else be free? Am I as free as God wants me to be? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, well, I hope you enjoyed that special edition. Uh, just a reminder, we will be back in force in August. Excuse me, August, uh, with a brand new regular podcast episode. We may have one more uh, special delivery that pops up toward the end of summer. But until then, uh, this has been Live Lead and In Between. Lead well.